Hello, listeners. My name is Mark. If you have been enjoying the Listener Lore episodes, please come over to my separate podcast feed, Lorehammer Listener Lore. On this daily podcast channel, I will be reading one story a day and sharing your creative works with others and giving my feedback at the end. So, if you like Grimdark 40k short stories, come join me at Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, I'm Mark. Eric, quick question for you. Uh Coming at you real quick here. So I was wondering, when are we going to bring up the fact that we ran into each other at an adult source buying sex toys with our girlfriends? When are we going to bring that up? We never talked about it. I feel like it's been over a week and we should have mentioned it to each other by now. Um, Wow, I'm a little... (laughs) Not upset at you for bringing this up, but I'm hurt, <laughs> a, little, a little betrayed that now everyone knows that I like things, things in your butt. up my butt. Yeah, I yeah. Know, that I was, know. I mean, I was hoping to keep it secret. <laughs> yeah, that's why I now. didn't buy anything, but you guys had no shame. <laughs> we had to pretend we went there for weed paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was actually really... That was a nice story. Really, really weird coincidence, because <laughs> it's not like we were talking at all that day. <laughs> Literally, um, Megan's are like, let's go buy a new bong. And we're in the store. It was actually our second store that we had visited that day, too. Oh, really? Yeah, because the first Ours one. Ours, too, because the first one we went to, you were there. So. <laughs> so you had to go to two as well? <laughs> That's so funny. They sell that kind of stuff at adult stores? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. What kind of stuff? bongs and oh yeah huge huge really? selection yeah lots of cool stuff like that's why i bought like those foot long rolling papers like, oh. oh my god did you roll one i tried man it's a nightmare <laughs> you need tonight four, tonight we'll have you to need try four people just to hold <laughs> on to it you got to carve a special yeah. tool just for it so that's nice um, uh joining us today though is uh good buddy josh josh yes hi ho hi ho how's it going <laughs> it's going good man this is uh first time on the show i think yeah. first time wow what a great episode to be on us just reading other people's crap. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, excited, man. I lot. mean not not crap though. No, this one particularly is well not, well written. Not crap. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Josh, you are interested in Warhammer. You have recently picked it up, right? It wasn't this isn't like an old thing for you. Oh, well, for me, I I picked it up a little bit when I was like 12 13 okay i had like a the old starter pack with like the dark uh dark templars the black templars oh yeah that is that yeah that's third edition so that's a while it's been a minute yeah so i had those for a bit i picked up tau for a little bit and i actually ended up selling them to mark (laughs) at one point for 20 bucks (laughs) i remember that actually you know what so much warhammer has changed hands in our friend group (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) so it's just another one of those tales i guess yeah Swapping bits. But now now what are you what are you starting? What are you collecting? Uh right now I have a ridiculous uh Stardis army. I have like thirty six hundred points. A lot of Terminators, a lot of Land Raiders. It's okay. Nice. It's uh, really what's cool. the army? Sorry, I missed it. It's like straight Terminators. I don't know. No, 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 like what's the oh. like obviously it's Space Marines. Yeah. But are you playing a specific chapter? Yeah, it's a personally made chapter. The oh. Blood Eagles. Okay, yeah, you're ma- yeah. it's your own. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do yeah, you have, like, some of the story hammered out and, like, laid down? A little bit, yeah. Mm. Um, I want it to be a really good story, so I'm really taking my time with it. Very cool, very yeah. cool. Definitely. We bounce ideas off each other for a while now. It's the best yeah. way to do it. Yeah. Well, obviously, you're going to have to share that at some point. Oh, absolutely. On the show. Um, but today, you're not sharing it. Today, we're actually reading 
someone's submission. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is written to us by, uh, he's on our Discord, he goes by Only One Bob. I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, we're finally reading your story. He's like, it's been a year and a half. I, <laughs> I forgot I sent it to you. So He's well, like, I gave up on this. <laughs> yeah. So your hopes and dreams come true today only, Bob. Mm, perfect. Um, yeah. It's uh, going to be a good one. I haven't read through it, so I'm excited to see what it is. I've seen pictures of his armies. We'll pull them up, and you can go check out a Discord. They'll be there and stuff. But uh, Yeah, I'm sure if you message him asking for pictures of his army, there, he's never going to be like, hey, no. Mind, mind your own business. Yeah, exactly. Back <laughs> off. It's mine. So, uh, uh, And if you're on our Patreon, we do have a video feed. I will pull up a couple pictures as we're kind of yeah. talking. So. You can take a peek at them. Yep. Um, it's actually quite long. 11 pages. So this is going to be the only one we read today. Yeah. Um, and what we're going to do is he broke it up into chapters, which is awesome. And just a quick scan... Like, I'm very impressed. There's punctuation. Paragraphs. things are capitalized properly. He's got, like, page numbers, and he's at the top of the page. He's got a little chaos star. Yeah, it's great. I'm really looking forward to reading this. Yeah. Um, And we're just going to go chapter by chapter. So uh, I'll take the first one. Yeah. Okay. The Unification of Malice by Only One Bob. Chapter One, Predictable Chaos. Their fall had been quick and unforgiving. The whispering of one inquisitor and her disgust in the sons of malice's cannibalistic rituals had labeled them heretics, despite their service and loyalty to the Imperium. This betrayal led to a bloody and brutal battle against the sons and their leader Cathal on their homeworld of Skellis. Their fall to chaos, their worship of malice and the labyrinth runs, brutal trials where the victors, doomed ones, were utilized, so he may rise again. One thousand years had passed since the final run of the labyrinth and the doomed one's noble sacrifice in his name, and although their faith in the true lord of chaos stood firm, his appearance had been underwhelming. Following their bitter defeat on Skellis, the sons of Malice had loyally followed his great word so the true chaos god could lead them against both the treacherous, treacherous imperium and the heretical legions to the false gods. However, There was no great awakening, no grand unveiling of his form, only silence, deep, echoing silence. Then again, such is the nature of true chaos, unpredictable. Malice was never one to adhere to his plans. Schemes and plots had always been the realms of Zinch and his sons. Such order had no place in the true chaos of the war. Although Magnus suffered a similar fate at the hands of the treacherous corpse and corpse emperor that was where the similarities with the sons of malice ended the same with the martial pride and honor of corn although he cares not where the blood flows from there was little honor to be found amongst the true agents of chaos there were no traitors within the bosom of malice no cowards only madness their motives guided by the roll of the dice unpredictable Father Nurgle had once tried to welcome the sons into his gurgling pustules, but the natural balance of life and death, again, too ordered. Death would predictably follow life, and life would inevitably grow from death, a perfect circle, far from chaotic. Slanesh loathed among the sons. The picky details and planning required were a bother and nothing more. The pomp and grandeur were unbecoming of the sons. They operated in complete silence, no flashy gloating, their armor black and white, plain. As for striving for perfection, the sons cared not for perfection, their only goal to spread true chaos throughout the galaxy, to watch it burn in astral flame. How could this be considered chaos, these false gods, mirror images of the ancient Eldar gods? The sons' beliefs, concreted by Nurgle's obsession with Isha and the birthing of new life, bacterial or otherwise, Korn's martial prowess following Cain's lead, Zinch's tricky plots and plays with their twisting their twists and turns mirroring Kegarak's foolish ways. Chaos. These false gods of chaos were far from chaotic. Predictable. And predictably they would fall. Ooh, nice. So let's just keep going? Yeah. Okay. Chapter two The Barbarians and the Boys Silence. A dark penetrating silence filled the hulking labyrinth as it has as it heaved through the void. It was a greasy silence, oozing out of the shadow, clinging to the cold metal interior like blood through veins. 
steel grinding on steel, piercing loudly throughout the hulking behemoth, followed by mutterings, animalistic grunts, and the retching of flesh. Sion, one of the Cathal's chosen, grimaced, and the sons had always the sons had always dwelled, fought, and uh, severed, survived. I'm assuming served. survived, served, sure. In a sweet silence, and their re- that's a word, yep. And their <laughs> sweet silence, a recent uncharacteristic <laughs> truces had been strained. One of the sons of Malice surviving Astartes, he had been recruited on his homeworld of uh, Scacilius, having been birthed from the barbarian king himself and gifted to the sons as a babe. He was one of three brothers, Sion, Griffin, and Ovis. Who had been who had successfully undergone the trials as children? Their strong barbaric bloodline served them well whilst undergoing the change. Despite their raw strength, their chaotic na- chaotic nature had to had led to many poor choices throughout the aeons, and his body was adorned with scars from previous battles, many from wounds that should have left left him rotting. The decision to abandon their power armor had been centuries ago, with the brief. Uh, belief that victory was nothing more than a chance. Every battle 50-50, win or lose, armor or no armor, these odds would never change. Uh, Arguably a poor decision, but malice worked in mysterious ways. Sion lifted himself silently from the darkness. He had grown weary of the lack of worthy recruits, but Cathal required bodies. He had many, wow, he had lost many of his sons over millennia, their numbers dwelling and lacking the supply of noble warriors from Seculus. They picked up any who would follow, the quantity of which varied, quality of which varied. Over the millennia, they had recruited many uh, waifs and strays, enemies of the Imperium and the Corpse Emperor, enemies of the false gods of Chaos, chaos and uh, those who sought nothing more than the anarchy in its purest form. The cultists were on. Un- uh, unruly, but had the sense to keep their silence under Ovis's watch. The Dark Mechanicum, their machinations were silent, but their beasts and monstrosities were far from it. Griffin, one of the three brothers, had even crushed an orc warboss in hand-to-hand combat and led a small band of highly loyal orcs into battle, the Boys of Malice. They offered zero resistance to the worship of Malice, often mispronounced, <laughs> mispronounced by them as Malal, in their primitive tongue some throwback to an ancient mythological god from a long forgotten when the galaxy was new and only spoken of in whispers it is rumored to write his name um, it is rumored to write his name would incur the wrath of the creatures or uh, creators of the universe themselves these creatures were awe-inspiring in their chaotic nature but their ability to adopt the sun's silence in battle was an impossibility that cathal had made no exception to Echoes of war cries could be heard cutting through the silence of the battlefield, their lust for violence becoming impossible to contain. Loud demands for silence, shh, boss says quiet, could be heard for miles around, but the irony of this was often lost on those who heard it. The humor buried under the bodies of men, women, and children, loved ones that fell victim to their brutality. These beasts brought a level of cruelty and violence to the sons that even Cathal himself found extreme. But they suited the chapter well, happily donning the black and white livery and eagerly engaging in cannibalistic rituals that resulted in the son's excommunicatus. Sion had little to no patience for these boys and felt uh, they had made a mockery of the sons. Although unpredictable, they definitely were, and again, chaos worked in mysterious ways. Once again, though, the sound of metal on metal and loud mutterings could be heard screeching through the great space hulk followed by the hoarse cybernetic croaks and uh, that came from the millennia of mechanical alterations. Ooh, that's intense. Chapter 3, Uneasy Truces. Sion's patience for the Mechanicum and his beast was spread thin. He knew he must bite his tongue till the day of reckoning had passed. Amati Limax. Limax? You can say it however you want. Yeah. <laughs> Armadi Limax, there we go, had proven to be a highly useful annoyance to the sons with his beasts and monstrosities. Limax had escaped a brutal defeat at the hands of the Imperial Knights on a backward feudal world he had been he had slithered beneath. 
Little was known of what transpired, although he had managed to slide away before the Dark Mechanicum's defeat at the hands of the Knight's Warlord Titan. He had become stranded on a feral world inhabited by beastmen, technically human, mutants. Their appearance after generations had altered to become more beast than man. Vendored as a, as a god amongst these barbaric beasts, he continued his genetic and mechanical experiments with varying successes, success resulting in a fanatical following. <clears throat> he was happy to don the black and white colorings and begrudgingly entertain the tedious cannibalistic rituals of his sons, despite long ago abandoning any requirements for sustenance of any sort but had spent too long in his own company to guarantee the silence they demanded. Cathal, however, served a higher purpose to him. Having served the precious gene seed from his fallen sons, Lemax had finally succeeded in his ultimate heretical act. Hypocrisy, he muttered. Oil glistening from his tendrils, exiled from the mechanicum, forever suggesting the Astartes could be more. The sting of learning Belisarius's primaris was all the stronger. <laughs> Utter hypocrisy. His voice echoed mockingly as he uh, stepped back. His experiments with Gene Seed had been interesting, despite his previous experiments resulting in him being labeled a heretic. Belisarius's uh, were venerated as revolutionary hypocrisy indeed. These beasts were nothing more than mutated humans after all. There is no logical reason for failure he could see. And yet, he traded off. Although not a complete failure, these uh, Bestia Astartes were no space marines. Smaller and weaker in strength and the intellect of a child, they struggled to outmatch a true veteran Astartes out in the field. Their speed, animalistic violence, and, this of the, and the sun's inherent penetrating silence were their gifts. The fastest, most violently donned with lightning claws and others armed with the same weaponry as those they called brothers. They rushed quickly and stealthily across the battlefield to obliterate their enemies. To avoid showing the beasts down and rendering them worthless, power armor is now wasted on them. The armor they donned was purely aesthetic and did little against anything stronger than a sword and spear. Despite their failings, the lack of adequate armor led to a fighting style which focused no avoidance in their air acrobatics, made them difficult targets to hit in the heat of battle. A mixed result. Again, such is the unpredictable nature of true chaos. Man, how long is this chapter? <laughs> you <laughs> We're got getting there. We're almost there. Uh, there were, of course, those among the beasts deemed unworthy of the sacrifice, sac the sacred gift of gene seed. Their loyal fanaticism was rewarded with robotics and implants to enhance their animal barbarity. The Capra Mechanica provided to be effective shock troops for true sons to follow into battle and the beast's loyalty to Limax. Their obsession with the upgrades and their desire to achieve ascension to true machinations of chaos and them fearless, although a little unpredictable, without the guidance of a bestia Astartes to channel their bloodlust. Ah, Scion, how good of you to join me. I hope I haven't disturbed you. Limax hissed through wires and tubes, eagerly rubbing his greasy... Um, Mechadentries mecha, against themselves under his cloak. The screech of metal on metal. Ooh, that can make goosebumps. Sion <laughs> <laughs> glared, clenching his fists. The mechanical monstrosity's lack of respect needed to be adjusted. His mood quickly changed as he felt the cold sting of steel softly press on, on the back of his neck and a flash of feathers covering his face. Oh, have you met my little angels? He cackled. An unusual air of authority festering on his tongue. The Omnissiah has truly birthed malice, a thing of beauty. The machine spirit flows strong with them. Limax croaked, the closest to a laugh the slithering mass could muster. <clears throat> he cared nothing for the gods, either chaos, man, or machine, but these animated husks, these angels of death, or his pride and joy, more in common with the ancient men of iron than anything living. He worried there were a heresy too far even for the sons. Easier to argue some great machine god has gifted these corpses eternal life than to risk their destruction. 
my Angelus Mechanicus are, of course, at the sun's disposal. He smiled greasily. Ugh. Scion stopped, f- stepped forward, and from the shadows it slithered, its torso still adorned with the power armor of the fallen Astartes, once housed. A great brilliant wings spread from one side, long, dark, razor-sharp tendrils from the other. Its skull, bleach of white, was purely aesthetic, to perpetrate the illusion that some humanity remained hidden behind the wires and circuitry, slithering on lubricated tendrils of steel and growth, growths of mutated flesh across the blood-soaked mesh of the laboratory. Excuse me. <clears throat> Struggling to keep his abomination within the eyes, within the eye line, as it silently darted in and out of the dark crevices of Lemax's grim abattoir, a very real sil- sliver of fear resonated within Scion, an echo of emotion he hadn't felt for aeons, a glorious reminder of the terror true chaos brings. Grunting, he turned. He knew Lemax had neither the will nor the inclination to lead an army and. Excuse me. And Lemax knew that where one sun fell, another three would quickly emerge from the shadows. His authoritative air already drifting back to the arrogant apathy. That's a big word. Scintillating? Scintillating. Oh. Scintillating's always a great chosen one of malice. He sneered, caressing the light feathers of his angelic abomination with a metallic claw. Uh, gurgling contently. An uneasy alliance, but a mutually agreeable one. For now, it's served its purpose. Oof. Okay, let's take a quick break. Okay, yeah. That's let's, a lot. Let's unpack what we've learned so far. Uh, so first chapter called The Predictable Chaos. I guess he's kind of just talking. That was really just send the, or send the scene, yeah, I think, for a lot of this. Exactly. He's talking about how like the chaos can't really be those gods because they're yeah. just they're the same over and over and it's just predictable yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but yeah it, i think i agree it's just setting the scene the idea that um well there's a fifth god out there yeah and this is the god they worship he includes the story of the the sons of malices their fall okay. and when they're declared excommunicate trotoris right yeah. with that female inquisitor that they end up you know murdering and probably eating <laughs> yeah um yeah the doomed ones they say that uh they tried to awaken him but nothing happened, hmm. which is classic malice <laughs> for just it not to work. <laughs> Lazy chaos god. Yeah. And like then we, thing. yeah, those are the bestia. Yeah, no, that's what I just. Are those the bestia? Yeah. So yeah. he sent us a bunch of pictures. Yeah. These guys are the, the beast men space marines. Mm-hmm. And those and are the those angelic are the ones. Little angels or whatever. Okay. So. Yeah. So it, then chapter two, he yeah. talked about. Um, the boys. Yeah. There's three primary sons or something from this barbarian <laughs> tribe. And yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Who who are they? Uh, Scion, Griffin, and Griffin Ovis. And, Ovis. Yeah. and who was the one that led the boys? Griffin. 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 Okay. So that's actually pretty interesting to hear. I've never really heard of Space Marines and Orcs. Yeah. Really working so closely together like but, that. Yeah. I guess if you just like Orcs are pretty true chaos. I guess if you're in league with true chaos, you can make it work. I guess somehow. Yeah. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't have any huge like problems no. with it by any means i'm more just like oh that kind of threw me for a curveball <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if he made models for them but uh like his orcs but... what was crazy was this the decision to abandon their power armor had been made centuries ago with the belief that victory was nothing more than a thing of chance every battle at 50 50 win win yeah. or lose armor or no armor these odds would not change arguably a poor decision but malice worked in mysterious ways. Yeah, that's a good line. Okay, you know what it reminds me of? Huh. Um, Two-Face. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the coin. Yeah. Right? Fate will have its way. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a matter of chaos. It's <laughs> just a matter of chance or whatever. So yeah. It's I, pretty much Warhammer anyway, right? I mean, <laughs> Every yeah. Every game you play. First, uh, he also <laughs> says in here that uh, he said meta. something about they follow, like, the roll of the die. Yeah. And I thought that was a little funny little joke for him <laughs> to put in there. Um. But the idea of they don't fight with power armor anymore and they just, like, trust their fate yeah. to chaos, that's kind of crazy. And the fact that they're still alive. Yeah. You know, if you do it and you live one battle, no one's going to give a shit. But if you do it hundreds of years ago <laughs> and you're still fighting, that's pretty that's crazy. That's nice all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden you have to start thinking, like, 
maybe Malice is protecting <laughs> me, you know? Well, yeah, of course. Very cool. That's so, like a crazy conversion. Oh the the chapter that you then read was the alliance between the Mechanicum, the Dark Mechanicum, and the the, mm-hmm. the Sons oh, of Malice. So this yeah. was the the tech priest that kind that's of... Limex? Yeah. Or Matty Limex. Yeah, oh my god, Limex. he's huge. Yeah. And he's got these his massive spider like body, and then he rears up and has like a really big torso and looks like Tyranid carcasses on him <laughs> it's crazy obviously oh he's got a scythe in there that big power axe that's classic mechanicum yeah. some pistols it's a crazy miniature wow um yeah so i guess that's one character he has for sure so armadi limax is a member of the mechanicum oh and i love that talk about how he was like i was gonna do stuff with gene seed but it was oh, heretical. Yeah. <laughs> and then call comes along and it's all fine it's all fi- well he didn't use beastman dna dna <laughs> jeez so yeah he limax uh, puts gene seed in beastman and he makes his best show astartes yeah um but they aren't that great <clears throat> Yeah, maybe they don't get all the gene seed somehow genetically, mm. or who knows? Maybe it's gene seed light. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just hard to control their instincts and like mm. the the psycho conditioning or sure, something just doesn't sure. fully take or yeah anything. So he has these like half semi Astartes that yeah. he's mixed with Beastmen, and those are pretty fucking neat. They just they just have like smatterings of power armor all over. Yeah, very brutal. It looks like a very a big, cool like weapons. a mishmash, but yeah, like very cruel and like horrific weapons. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. And then the last thing are those angels. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what he uses them for on tabletop or if they're just for fun. Maybe like objective markers. So these are AIs? He said they're close to the ancient men of iron. Oh, uh, maybe there's some type of AI light. They, they definitely have... Um, flesh on them there's a line where it says that 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 don't worry i'm gonna find it okay so first of all they have flat feathers yeah um here we go uh its skull bleached white was purely aesthetic to perpetrate the illusion that some humanity remained hidden behind the wires and circuitry slithering on lubricated tendrils of steel and growths of mutated flesh across the blood-soaked mesh of the lab. So they still are a mix of flesh and... Yeah, it might even just be synthetic or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I I think that, you know, instead of using cables or whatever as muscle, he's just growing muscle and just attaching it on instead. Yeah. Um, They're pretty cool. I like that idea, though, that he's creating, like, men of iron, but not men of iron. Yeah, yeah. And he knows enough to compare it to them. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, they're cool. Oh, okay. And jealous mechanicus. That's what they're called. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Very, very uh, cool. Okay, let's re- ca- okay. carry on. Chapter Get some four. More info. Yeah. Malice's Chosen. At the helm of any ship is its captain, and the hulking behemoth of the labyrinth. Oh, that's. Okay, that makes sense what the labyrinth's name. The Space Hulk is named Labyrinth. Uh. <laughs> I was a little confused. Okay. Whew. The hulking behemoth of the labyrinth was no exception. Little was known about Cathal, the sun's leader and anarch, and there were many rumors and tales, as there had been of his predecessor. Supposedly, his cruelty knew no limits, his lust for violence was unrivaled, and his longevity was eternal. True, he had never been beaten in hand-to-hand combat, but the reality was that this was a relatively rare occurrence these days. Although he had fought side by side with the great Abaddon and his black legion when it suited, many centuries had passed since this. Abaddon's polar opposite, where he had received the backing of four, Cathal had only the quiet gifts bestowed by one, rumored by, rumored by many to be non-existent chaos god. These boons were subtle. While, whilst Abaddon blazed a path of destruction across the galaxy, Cathal's wrath had, much like Malice's, been significantly quieter. Rumors aside, he had led the sons for millennia and had led countless numbers into battle and lived. He was a survivor. The boons that Malice gave may be subtle, but longevity was definitely one. There were whisperings of the sons surviving through violence that would destroy most, their silence keeping their secrets hidden. The three brothers were a perfect example. Battle after battle, they would survive with no armor. Bullets would fly past them, 
claws and swords would miss vital organs and arteries. Enemies' footing would falter. Confident warriors would hesitate that split second too long. Indeed, his gifts were subtle. <laughs> Clad in Terminator ar armor, Cathal dwarfed the cultists that scuttled around him, but was no more imposing than most Astartes, the old captain of the first company of a chapter long forgotten. He had exceptional skill and the most advanced of technologies the Imperium had to offer at the time. However, a young man he definitely was not. After millennia, he had a striking resemblance to the corpse emperor he despised. Sunk down in his captain's chair, he beckoned to one of his loyal cultists. Scion, bring, he whispered. He rarely spoke. Such was the way of the sons. His body slumped in his dusty armor as he breathed heavily. The cultist looked panicked, darting off down a corridor. Cathal's gray eyes scanned the screens and windows in front of him, smiling as flames danced in his mind. He would watch this galaxy burn, all those who opposed him. Even the great Abaddon would bow at his feet, the chosen one of the true god of chaos himself. The young cultist skidded back into the room. <clears throat> Sir, I... His loud exclamation cut short. Without pause, Cathal lunged across the bridge and wrapped his fist around the young cultist's head, crushing it against the cold steel hull. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta put people in their place. Yeah. <laughs> Show them you mean business, man. <laughs> you don't address me as sir! Well, what would HR make of that? <laughs> <laughs> he, dropped, he dropped the limp body down at his side before staggering back to his throne the old man's beard dripping with blood as he licked the gore from his fist. The young fool had forgotten his place. Sion stepped over the crushed corpse without so much as a glance, silence again gushing from the walls. With a sluggish gesture from the Chaos Lord, the remaining cultists scurried from the room, dragging the corpse of their fallen into the shadows. The tearing of fresh meat could be heard echoing from the corridors. Such was tradition. Nothing would go to waste, and Limax would make use of whatever remained. <laughs> Scion, war is coming. Troops required. Allies secure? Cathal's voice was deep and raspy. Oh. Scion, <laughs> war is coming. <laughs> yes. Troops required. <laughs> Allies secure? Cathal's voice was deep and raspy. Years would pass between spoken words on the labyrinth, and it wasn't uncommon for members of the sons to forget how to engage in speech at all. It was often referred to as a vow of silence, but vows required order, something severely lacking on the sun's space hulk. It was more an absence of sound, a lack of speech. Allies? Sion gasped, the sound of his own voice echoing in his skull. The worms... And beasts, whispered Cathal. Secure, Sion replied, grimacing. The greenskins? Secure, loyal to brother. The sisters? He questioned. Unknown, allegiance assumed. Uncertainty filled Sion's words. Silence filled the bridge once more, smothering the two warriors, a mutual understanding of the battle that was to come and what was required from them all. Cathal gestured lazily towards the door. There were preparations to be made. Ooh, very nice. Okay, uh, chapter five, The Sisters. Sion had slightly more respect for the other Mechanicum faction the Labyrinth fostered in its bowels. The Sisters, Nana, Decima, and Morta, led their mechanical marvels into battle under the direction of Mother Phalicatus. Falcatus? Falcatus. Although members of the Dark Mechanicum, they had zero affiliation with Limax and had no wish to change this in any substantial way. They had been found by the sons following what appeared to be a brutal battle, leaving Mother Falcatus? Falcatus. Falcatus. Cat. <laughs> okay, I remember that. Falcatus. Her daughter's broken, alone, and in need of resources. Resources the sons left in ample quantities following their numerous raids and battles. The truce between Falcatus and Cathal uh, was built on mutual respect. While forever Falcatus believed Malice to be her beloved Omnisire, she was happy to follow his chosen into battle and would direct her forces appropriately. 
Her and her daughters delighted in gore and violence. Armed with power scythes, they ripped through enemy forces and left trail of terror and mayhem in their wake. However, this came at a cost. Their bloodlust often led to significant losses, hence the need for the sons to begin with. Her daughters were as violent and unpredictable as their mother and were often moments where cultists have fallen as collateral damage to satiate them, both on the battlefield and in the quiets of the labyrinth. Unlike Limax, Mother Falcatus had spent many centuries deep inside the warp in an effort to uncover the secrets of the true machinations of chaos and hoped to discover the Omnissiah she and her daughters worshipped so fervently. Fervently. This is what had led to her gruesome form, part machine, part monster, a mess of twisted flesh and wires. Many mysteries surrounded her. It was rumored that her scythe was a trophy following a grand battle with the armies of Father Nurgle, and the dismembered, uh, dismemberment of one of the chosen champions. Possibly the same battle that decimated her forces and led to her joining the sons. A theory that made sense, a joint hatred for Nurgle combined with the possibility that Malice was the deity she uh, longed for, would explain the loyalty she showed towards Cathal and Cathal alone. Sion's respect and caution was well-deserved. His brother, Griffin... Griffith? Griffon. How do you say it, Eric? You say it differently. Uh, Griffin? Griffin. 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 Had lost a limb and nearly his life to the sisters following the consumption of many fungus beers with his boys. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And longing for female companionship, an area he was lucky to walk away from. (laughs) An area which continued to to be questioned to this day considering the sisters' femininity was was as questionable as their uh, humanity, (laughs) and the mother could barely be considered the same species. The shadows moved on their own volition as the complex machinery continued to churn the flesh and bones fed into, into and into soldiers from their ranks, and by proxy, the suns. Light and dark dancing across the ceiling... Sion's eyes darted from corner to corner. It was not uncommon for the sisters to toy with whoever stepped into their mother's web. Death was not something he feared per se, but becoming a million of Falcatus certainly was. He had no intention of becoming a slave to the monster any time soon, that he, and he would do all he could to improve those chances. Nostrils flared. The smell of decay filled his lungs. He was hoping he could at least smell the vile specter before his head was forcibly removed, but the stench clung up Uh, clung to him closely. The only sound was the gentle hum of machinery, continually plucking bones and flesh and rearranging them gently into the configurations the sisters felt would best best represent them on the battlefield. Scion, the three voices whispered in unison, Mother was expecting his presence. Where is Cathal? He stood, glancing from shadow to shadow, the voices surrounding him. She is very disappointed to see you. You know how she is. She wished to speak with the Lord, the three cackled. Tiny little warriors, high-pitched giggles filled the room. Thinks he's so strong, body made of steel. Sion knelt and clenched his fist. His senses heightened. Weak flesh and bone, we could make you so much more. Flay you, give you new skin. The laughter grew and grew in into a cacophony as out of the shadows creeped a single slow tendril mother will look after you make you strong scion ducked down diving to the side just as a razor sharp point hissed past him slicing into his shoulder missing his neck by inches he lunged at the tendril and gripped hard pulling the figure out of the shadow the laughter subsided into stifling giggling as a spider-like form of Mother Falcatus lunged into light, looming over him as he held her, his grip. Why are you here, little mortal man? The three whispers on the mother's behalf. Are you here to offer yourself to us? Give, us your, give your body to us? We may need to rend it from your soul. Falcatus wrapped her slender tendril around the warrior's throat and lifted him slowly off the floor. Sion's grip tightened, trying to hold his weight, glaring into the faceless mask of mother's machines. Of mother's machines. Does malice offer you to us? Are you a gift for us? Is it our birthday? Yes. The sister shadows darted quickly from corner to corner, their cackling echoing around his skull. 
Gripping the tendrils tightly, the tendril tightly, he feels their mother's grip squeeze around his throat. Behind her, the recent corpse of the dismembered cultist, organs dripping beneath her. Still head tightly amongst her coils, a spider wrapping up a fly. He could feel the blood filling his eyes, his eyes bulging from his skull. <clears throat> Falcatus dropped Sion immediately and turned her attention to the cloak-covered worm. She despised the, the, this thing, almost enough to crush the life from him then and there. And what do you want with us? The voices unified sharply as the sisters strutted from the shadows. We have no business with you, worm. Their sighs held high above their heads, moving in unison. Lymax stuttered nervously. His angelus creeped close by. War is coming, ladies. How'd you do his voice? You know, consistency. Oh, uh, I don't think I did Lymax. Okay, then yeah. I get to I did Cathal. Ah. Yeah. War is coming, ladies, and a great battle is close. Now, this fool may not have tact to secure your services, but that is why he is here. Silence crept back into the room, clinging to them. Ladies, we just wish to serve the Omnissiah. He wishes to serve Malice. Since they are one and the same, it would seem to me that we are all of the same goals. Hmm? We have no coral worm. We will fight for Cathal and the forces and for chaos and the great machine god the sisters sang we shall rend flesh from bone and collect oh, oh sorry mark i'm pretty sure it said the sisters we sang. have no quarrel worm we will fight <laughs> we will fight for cathal how's that that's perfect okay the sisters saying we shall we shall rend <laughs> their flesh from bone and collect the souls of men for our armies so the galaxy may burn in his name their excitement at the thought of the upcoming atrocities quickly distracted them from the current game. Very well now. I have vested interest in ensuring this battle goes well, and I have business to discuss with your mother. Your translations are unacquired. Limax creeped towards the machete, uh, machinated mother, his greasy voice lingering in the air. I have a soldier to build. His voice trailed off to a series of uh, machetes. <clears throat> machinated clicks and whirlwinds as the two crawled slowly into the darkness perfect wow all right final chapter that's Josh. pretty fucking creepy I so hate far spiders <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that he got grim dark like that because that that made my feet sweat <laughs> that's how you know it's real when the feet sweat <laughs> <sighs> chapter six unification scion tripped as he fled from the room. He had taken his opportunity and played the cards he was dealt. Some would call him cowardly, but again, there were no cowards amongst the sons. No heroes. No right or wrong, good or bad. Only actions. Decisions were, decisions were not made on some misplaced sense of honor. They were made in the moment. The roll of a dice. Chance was the greatest connection to the Lord of Chaos as any outcome would surely be decided by him and him alone. If he were supposed to die, Sion thought, then he would be dead. If he was alive, then he was to continue to do so. The great space hulk heaved through the stars, dipping in and out of the warp. The dripping silence of its hulls pierced only by the sound of metal on metal. Warriors had been gathered from every world and system of the suns had fought on. Anyone who would... Anyone who would or could bow to chaos or simply sought freedom to make their own fate gathered for no other reason than to cleanse the galaxy. Scion stood in front of the suns. These were, these were his to command into battle, and he had no time or patience left for machines, beasts, or orcs. All he required were his armor-clad warriors. The silence from them grew into a... Ca 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 fuck. Cacophony? Cacophony? That's a big, that's a crazy word. Cacophony of nothingness. Bloodlust oozing from the battle-hardened squads. These men had served malice loyally for centuries, some even longer from a time when they believed the corpse emperor to be their savior, their drab black and white armor heaving as they breathed deeply. This would be the battle to decide the fates of them all. The sisters in the machines, his brothers... His brother Greffin and Ovis. Greffin leading his boys and Ovis his cultists like sheep. Armadi Limax and his beasts and angels. 
Scion and the Sons, and even Cathal, leading the warped monstrosities of chaos that dwell deep within the bowels of the ship, the only one able to command such a force of chaos. Unified, the worshippers of the false gods would bend at the need to the true god of chaos. But first they would strike deep at the heart of the traitorous Imperium. They may not be strong enough to take Terra, but as their army grew, so did their chances. Cathal smiled a thin, wiry smile as his face f- as his gaze fell on the monitors in front of him. Armageddon. There was something about his planet that had long intrigued him. So many iconic battles and murmurings of something the orcs left buried long ago. Alone the sun stood no hope of raining fire down on Holy Terra, but by unifying many under the flag of Mal's true chaos, they could set the galaxy ablaze. <clears throat> his gray eyes slowly moved around the room, carefully designed schematics showing his, showing images of Eldar, Tau, Tyranid, Necron, and Men- Menagerie. Menagerie. Of, menagerie. Ooh. Menagerie of other Xenos flickered on the screens. Lemax creeped out from the shadows of the bridge. My lord, my studies have been inconclusive. The orcs proved receptive to Malice's will, but the others... I require samples. He wheezed. Motherfalcaltis. Motherfalcaltis. Knowledge. Motherfalcaltis. Doesn't matter. What's her face? The mother her her of knowledge sisters. of the warp has proven to be invaluable, and there is untold potential in the Eldar's capacity for madness. His tendrils wriggled, wriggled excitedly, and perhaps even the Tao. They have some some obsession with the assimilation of a species for a cause greater than themselves, so perhaps they will be receptive. The war machines are truly a sight to behold. If I can perfect the process, perhaps. He trailed off, clicking and whirring maniacally. Regardless. Their bodies will prove useful in our machinations, I'm sure. Or else or else will burn in the fires of your chaos, my lord. His greasy, oily voice smothering the chaos lord's senses. Cathal glared at the creature, gesturing towards the door. He quickly grew weary of this sickly worm. His creeping and scheming ill-suited his preferred approach, but it was a means to an end. Fate had brought this creature into this world. It must surely be the will of the malice. Uh, I, I'm like reading everything in that voice stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he had worked so, so hard, done so much for him, sacrificed so many. Surely this was not for nothing. Surely this is the lost god had intended for him. Surely this is what the lost god had intended for him. Fire burned in his mind as he stared into the great vastness of space. Armageddon, a speck in the distance looming ever closer as a cacophony of silence grew throughout the labyrinth. If this was his will, then so be it. He would unify all under chaos, and those who would now bow to him would burn in his fire. Those who would not bow to him would burn in his fire. Cathal's smile widened, his gray eyes shimmering. Whatever secrets lay in Armageddon would be his. He was sure of it, but victory is far from guaranteed. The future was as uncertain as their past, but such was the way of chaos. Unpredictable. Ooh, nice way to end it. Wow. we started it. That's nice. That was a story, dang. That was a story. So let's, before we go into the story as a whole, let's go over the... uh, Last, last couple bit. chapters that we covered. So we started on what? Uh, Malice is Chosen. Um, so what one was that one? That one we learned about. Oh, that was the one where they go to the command bridge and you yeah. see Cathal kind of sitting and it's describing what sounds like a decrepit old man. Yeah. But who still can rush at you and <laughs> smash your face and yeah. curse you real bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, the whole like not speaking thing is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. How do they how do they do? It's just chaos, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, they I guess. You I, just do whatever I guess you're I guess, okay, read my mind. What am I wanting you to do right well, now? Well we're gonna go get some ice cream. <laughs> okay, I'm in. <laughs> but you asked me in five minutes and we're probably just we're gonna go on 
we're going to go murder something oh. on a moon in Jupiter, ah. right? That's chaos. So yes. Maybe we get ice cream. <laughs> maybe we go on a dark crusade. <laughs> Who knows? So that that was that whole chapter was just learn, kind of seeing Cathal yeah. as like a person. Then um, the next chapter was the sisters, and that was where uh, Sion went down into the bowels of the ship and met with the sisters, who is just another faction of the Dark Mechanicum on the ship. By yes, the sounds Mother Fal- Falcatus yeah. and the three sisters. Now, are there? did only one Bob provide us any pictures of M- Mother? Um, no, that's Mother did not. Yeah, I, li- I liked his... Uh, like when he's down in the room and he can hear like the whisperings. I imagine them coming from all different yeah. places and yeah. echoing. And, and you see the shadow shifting. And yes. Just... And so he's like, man, yeah. like time to, I might die right here. <laughs> yeah. It's but... like looking around, there's like body parts everywhere. It's like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. When he was describing how the mother had that cultist body, like strapped to her body. <laughs> and she's like dissecting the organs and yeah. pulling everything out. That's so crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. You're a sick man, only one, Bob, to think (laughs) of such things. Truly, truly sick. And then, to wrap it all up, the final chapter, Armageddon. Yeah, basically just now we got all the forces and he's off to Armageddon. That's crazy. That kind of blew my mind to see Armageddon in there. Yeah, I Um, wonder which war he's off to. I wonder how current this story is. Like, maybe he's going... Is is it happening right now, yeah. or was it like during one of Gazgul Thraka's? Yeah, third yeah. war, fourth war, first war? Dare I say even? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Know. <laughs> Armageddon's a pretty well fought place. <laughs> um, very cool though. Yeah, I like it. I like that he's come up with different elements, uh, and he's just tied it all together. Like, yeah, this band is led by this is the hero, and I'm I, sure I he was has just models. thinking that too. Yeah. I love the idea that there's like the branches yeah. or whatever and this guy specifically deals with cultists this yeah. guy does orcs this guy does the space marines and then they have their support the the ad mech yeah yeah no it, it's very cool um i would love to see a picture of your entire army i want to see cathal sure. yeah. i want to see this like gray eyed oh. wispy big beard big beard right? apparently yeah. licking blood the gore oh. off of his fist as it drips into his beard and yeah it'd be nice that's crazy <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. Honestly, I really want to see models of Scion, Greffin, and Orvis. I want yeah. to see how he yeah. does these unarmored. Like, are they wearing robes? Yeah. Is it more like battle gear? So they're just like strapped, like mm. clothes on themselves. Are they just fighting in a loincloth? Yeah, or just a pistol holstered to their thigh, and that's the only thing. Right. Yeah, it's just pure naked. Yeah. Yeah. I really like how he did that with the Astartes because, like, you always think of the Astartes with a big bulky arm yeah. or the big shoulders but he <laughs> took that all away it's like okay these are legitimate astartes okay yeah. when uh scion <laughs> was in the room with falcatus yeah in, in like where the sisters were and it was talking about how um he like grabbed the tendril and one like went around his neck and was lifting him off the floor yeah i was like no he's in armor that would never and then i was like oh wait a minute they <laughs> don't wear armor but <laughs> i definitely anytime space brains are said i always picture them in armor yeah it's yeah. almost impossible for me not to picture them <laughs> in armor so that was kind of crazy to like force me to think about yeah. what would they wear how would they fight how would that change like what they're how they interact with things so yeah they can't just now kick down doors Ex- well they could probably still kick down a lot of doors. A lot of doors, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I agree. Like, it definitely changes how they have to act without yeah. that armor. Very cool. I liked it. I uh, Out of your kind of – out of the factions you had, we had, like, the Orc Boys. We had two Dark Mechanicum factions, the Sister and Limax. Well, Limax, yeah, he kind of had his abomination. Yeah, and he had, like, his Beastmen. As yeah, well. the best, the bestia Astartes yeah. and the Angelus Mechanicus. Yeah. What, what, what out of all those is your favorite? Honestly, I love the look of the Angelus Mechanicus. Yeah, they're I sweet. think they look absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, he did a great job not only with the model, but then with the painting, and then with the story even as yeah. well. So yeah, no, I think those are probably my favorite. I think they fit right in with the Sons of Malice sure, and like yeah. this true chaos god. They got a cool name and everything. Yeah, but they're abominations yeah. and heresy, and <laughs> even the people that are with them think they're, like, gross and cruel. <laughs> they they got, like, the, the body that only Mother could love, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Limax loves them, but everyone else is like, what the fuck, man? That's an ugly baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Josh, did you have a favorite faction? Mm. You know what? Just because I really hate spiders and they provoke that 
that emotion inside of me, I'm going to mm. choose the sisters. I that, think that was so. good. Yeah, yeah, that was. That it was, was really, really well, well written. Yeah. Well I need to see models of that. Yeah. I, he has yeah. to have them. He has of to. Of course, they're too important for him not to yeah. have. Um, yeah, they're good. Mark Marcus. Yeah, I think it's the spiders as well. The spiders. Cool. Yeah, very. Just cool. because, yeah, when you read it, yeah, it felt. You very, don't like it. It felt kind of golemy too. Their, <laughs> yeah. their, their insanity. Yeah. It's like that childish insanity. Yeah. Like who? Sh- who gives like, a shit about their birthday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Like children. Children care about their birthday, right? Yeah. And or like always talking about mother's gonna get you like that just sounds like a child yeah, yeah. right so it is very they remind creepy me of like the three children uh from nightmare before christmas the oogie boogies oh almost, okay like, oogie Bo- yeah anyways <laughs> okay i've been watching disney movies all right that's not disney but i've been watching child movies <laughs> Let's put it that way recently. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. No, this was a very cool story. Um, it leaves you like right on the cusp of obviously something huge. Yeah. Um, and all of this is leading up to it. You have no idea what battle <laughs> yeah, what Cathal is talking about originally. Yeah. And then he just arrives at Armageddon. Yeah. He has plans for the Tau. He has schematics <laughs> for, you know, the Tyranids, the Necron, the Eldar. Yeah. He's that got is... plans on plans. Yeah. He, he's... He'd probably be one of the first to make Tau into a chaos faction, right? Chaos Tau. <laughs> I mean, not gonna I'm, say no. I'm all for chaos Tau. <laughs> I'm for chaos anything, ah. though. So, yeah. yeah. Why would they not be chaos? Exactly. Because they have the greater good, Eric. It was oh. a trick question. You should have known better, you dumb, dumb, dummy. Boot me from the podcast. <laughs> I'm out of here. That was my fourth strike. <laughs> it was the fourth one. That was the fourth. Now you're out. Yeah, that's it. I'm replacing <laughs> you just like what I did with Jordan. No! <laughs> I knew my time was come. The bell has rung. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, thanks thanks so much for uh, sharing with us. So, me and Eric, we've talked about it. I guess we're taking listener lores of all yes. shapes and sizes nowadays. All shapes and sizes. So, we I d- we don't want to we don't want to force you to like pare down what you have yeah. to fit our thing. We'd rather we want you to share everything that is cool. Yeah. So this is the whole point. But that comes with kind of a caveat. If your story is like more than two pages, I am going to proofread it. Yeah. And if it turns out that, you know, I just... That you wasted our time. I just struggle to read through it. I'm just going to go back and send to you and ask you to clean it up. That's all. And And the best way to do that, Eric will tell you... Is Fiverr. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, it's not even the only service that offers this, but honestly, like I would love to read your stuff and I know you want to, you want to hear it on the show, but sometimes me no read English good. Oh, that's, that's a man who can actually read who says that. So then let's (laughs) pare it down to me and Josh over here. We're fucking struggling reading normal sentences. Yeah. So we want to hear it. Yeah. But if you don't want to risk me sending it back to you, like either get someone to proofread it and edit it for you, or I'll ask you to take yeah. it to a service because i want to know what it is but i don't want to <laughs> give myself an aneurysm while doing it yeah so i i just can't wait for like somebody's now gonna send like this beautiful 15 page well-written story best executed and then just in the last line it's just gonna be some massive troll that just fucks <laughs> it all up you know that's gonna be excellent yeah yeah so that'll be nice too i can't yeah. wait for that very cool very cool well um Thank you, Only One Bob, for submitting that. I'm sorry it took us a year and a half <laughs> to get yeah. to your piece. Everyone else who's yeah. out there listening, now you know exactly where we are yeah. in our timeline. Yeah. We're a year and a half. Hundreds of people. But we're making okay. an effort to uh, get them out at a way more consistent rate. Yeah. So we wanna we wanna try and get caught up pretty quick. Here. That's an impossibility. But we wanna <laughs> read more for you. So yes. I hope you enjoy it. Cool. Well, thank you, Josh, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Uh, That was awesome. Nice nice light episode for your first one. (sighs) Yeah. That was was refreshing. What, if you could pick to be on any topic of episode, uh, what would you pick? Ooh, that's a really good one. What would be something you'd want to participate in? Well, I think considering the fact that I have a sanguinian chapter, I'd like to go a, a little bit deeper into the Black Rage and the... Ooh. Interesting. A Blood Angelman. Yes. Son of the Angel. Yeah. Okay. I think that would be really cool. Okay. That's good to know. I know that's a lot of Star Haze. 
<laughs> yep. You know what? That's like all I have to like bring to Mark sometimes. He's just like, enough Space Marines. Yeah, I, I love the guy, but my God, he needs to realize. That's why I also got Necrons. Actually, oh. yeah. me, me and Josh, we've we played a couple games. I haven't played any 40K in like the longest time, but we played a couple games, and they were just kind of... They were truly Mark rules. Like <laughs> it was a mix between kill team and forty k, and we we just told some us, DMing weirdness. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, like you know what? I love the idea of a DM'd forty k game, and as soon as like normal some sort of normalcy returns, I plan on playing DM'd forty k games. Ooh. James is really into it too, and so is Nathan. So. Nice, and well, so is you. Mark. Perfectly. Yeah. So is Mark and Josh, Mark apparently. And Josh, yeah. So let me tell you, man, it, it's spectacular. It was nice. It was fun. I was actually like stressing out super hard. <laughs> he had some pretty crazy things going on. I was like, oh, oh what? <laughs> so very, nice. very cool. But, uh, yeah. So Lorehammer. Boom. Did cool. it. Boom. Thanks for showing up, guys, and we'll see you on our next episode. Uh, denizens of Cormora. Cormora. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.